You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Comedy Central. Women's Week. Still Women's History Month. You don't sound excited about it. I don't like this story that I'm about to read. Uh Uh-oh. What? Now hiring for the position of wide receiver. Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley has been suspended for, at minimum, the entirety of the next NFL season after it was discovered he gambled on games in the previous season. Okay. NFL released a statement saying it was revealed that Ridley gambled about $1,500 on parlay bets, including one bet involving the Falcons. At least he bet on them to win. The league released a statement saying, quote, there's nothing more fundamental to the NFL's success and to the reputation of everyone associated with our league than upholding the integrity of the game. Now, at the time, Ridley was not dressed with the Falcons he was you know he took most of that season off for mental health issues and he wanted to you know kind of relax and you know he was trying to figure so it wasn't like he was in the clubhouse every day and knew all the super secret shit and Mm -hmm. had insider betting information but nonetheless it was only $1,500 and the man is out for a year that is bullshit was it DraftKings or FanDuel or one of those things or did he actually go somewhere and place the bet and I, and I and I ask simply because those betting apps and stuff like that now are way more popular mm-hmm. than they used to be. Like you see the commercials for that shit all the time. The league is in bed with all of these betting app stuff, so right. betting huh. is a part of the game. And I I don't know. I've never really understood why. What? Because you know the motherfuckers playing, you can't bet on it. So is he poor? Oh fuck no. So why is he only getting $1,500? Because it was just something to do. It's his team. He doesn't have more respect for them than that for $1,500? Yeah, Jacqueline, wait a minute. Hold up. Jacqueline called the team, y'all. Damn. Damn. <laughs> why didn't he bet his whole $11 million salary? At least $100,000. If you're going to play, you're not going to play. If you're going to get suspended, go all the way.
Women's History Month. Now, look, before we go any further, JG, a real quick email from Kenya Smith. Quote, the Women's Week songs are wild. We need the visuals. You forgot the visuals, Kenya. Oh, no. She, but uh, if somebody want to submit some visuals, though, if somebody want to submit some visuals, <laughs> that we can we can legally ask people, if you on your own want to submit a visual or a TikTok to Roy's song, I'm highly encouraging it. Thank you, I'm the Kenya only Smith. one doing it. No. For enjoying yeah. the hard work. I'm in the studio for hours. What? With a, <laughs> I hired a vocal coach for these women. We Don't give them this week's songs. I had to dip back into the disco. I didn't, I didn't want to do disco back to back, but I was like, you know what? I got to do a little disco again. When they ask you who you are, <laughs> tell them you are women. You are women. It's the Kenya Smith right here. to celebrate all of the women's once again. Yes. Jacqueline, I don't know what your problem is about you know bath water. I offered $20. Again, these are consensual situations. They're questionable in terms of whether or not they're a little, I know last week, you know, $20 let me watch your breastfeed. A little up against the, the that was might have been right up on the line. Mm. <laughs> but Gross. Twenty dollars to drink your bath. I'm trying to. This is a profit. You you were gonna do like, shit. That sounds like a pivot. That sounds like a pivot. You me. was gonna let that bath water go down the drain, and, and, and a grown man knock on your apartment and go, mm. "Excuse me, ma'am, could I have a pint of your bath water for twenty dollars?" You don't say no. Hello, do you not know the things you can get? That's not your Joy, concern. Roy, Roy, Why are you worried to... about? She left a thousand dollars on the floor, bro. Didn't past... I'll never pasteurize it when I get it back to the. I boil it. <laughs> mm. Throw a little stevia in it. You know what I'm saying? Keep it moving. Maybe some agave. I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so, you know what we haven't done yet, JG? What? We haven't talked about the history of where women's history might came from. You know? Oh, I know. That's true. You know, you know, they have a women's history month, you know. Started back in nineteen eighty one. Really? Right. It's only right. It's 81. 
the societal presentation and expectations of what a woman's role in society should be is just now, I think we're on like a, with our second generation of, oh yeah, women can do jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. have to be at home and mop. True. Right. Rhonda said the 19th Amendment right, gave women the right to vote. Thank you, Rhonda. What year, what year was that down south? Mm-hmm. 1981, there was a proposition to Congress to begin Women's History Week. That proclamation was signed in March 7, 1982. It was the first Women's History Week and you know how it goes when you you give a woman something they want more. What? <laughs> so it went to a month. I'm t- this portion of Royce Job Fair is brought to you by sexism. Sexism oh. and <laughs> terrible jokes. I had to straighten that out real quick. It's Jacqueline. You, you heard Jacqueline? Yeah, real quick. I'm glad you did, too. You know how it is. She was going to cut us both. I ain't even you say you give we a woman a week, and she'd be like, you could have given me a month. Why you mm. ain't just say you wanted a month in the first place? Well, I thought you would have known I wanted a month. But you just get. And see, see, I'm not that kind of person as a woman. I'm going to tell you exactly what I want. I'm going to put it on paper in writing and say, here you go. So you don't have to think about it. So between 1988 and 94, Congress passed additional resolutions requesting the authorization to proclaim March Women's History Month. And since 1995, we have had the designation of the month of March as Women's History Month. That's what's up. I didn't here's know the, that, man. Here's the part that's shit about this. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Since 1995, and this is from Down South Georgia Girls Research based on womenshistorymonth.gov. Uh-huh. Since 1995, presidents have issued a series of annual proclamations designating the month of March as Women's History Month. Okay. Annual proclamation. Every year. It's not official. Uh Y'all got to renew your Uh right to have a month. Yes. Like a fucking lease. Like you leasing the month of March. Mm -hmm. And we got to do a walkthrough and make sure you ain't tore up the carpet. Yeah, let's go and give a March one more time. I like what y'all did last year with that Women's History Month thing. That was, was pretty very nice. Efficient. You know very what? Efficient. Let's do it one more time. Imagine black if black people had to ask for Black History Month every year. Oh, you mean almost like we have to do with voting rights? Yeah, but that's oh, sorry. that's I'm a whole different. other struggle. That's, you, other that's a sorry. different podcast. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> my name is Roy. Welcome to my struggle fair. <laughs> <laughs> This week in racism. We- I I just think it's I think it's fucked up that that y'all have a month, Jacqueline, mm-hmm. but then every year your month got to get renewed like a fucking cell phone agreement. But it's for like that man to make himself look good and surround himself by women when he signs that document or announces it, Sir President, at the time. Mm. I don't, Patriarchy is some shit. I, it's it's been a lot. It's it's been a lot, you know, to like really look at this. But I am excited about uh, one of the guests. Yeah, I'm excited about all the guests. But uh, you know, we're gonna get into this world of digital marketing uh-huh. and mm. see why that's a little bit of a scam, just a tad of a scam. Okay, worse the first time. Now. Last week, we met the women's of the job fair. This week, 
We back to meeting the people. This is the People's Podcast, JG. And, you know, we made a decision early on that we weren't going to be dependent upon celebrity guests because this is about celebrating regular people who do all the hard work out there, including one of those thankless jobs, third, Hmm. being an artist. Hmm. And sometimes as an artist, you got to draw butt naked people. That's it. Every now and then. You need a women's brave enough to get up in a room. No music, no pole. Mm-mm. All of the elements what? of stripping, taking out fluorescent lights, no alcohol. Wait a no minute. black and mild smoke in the air. No. You know what I'm saying? You got to really just sit there and focus. No. A sober woman no. with sober people observing her. JG, who is on the line? We are talking about art, and actually both of them are art, but we're going to talk about first and talk with Rita who is a kindergarten teacher, and she'll be sharing with you today a story about her very first job as a nude figure drawing model for an art class back in college. Hi, Rita. Hi there. Rita, to protect your teacher license, what state are you calling from? (laughs) Don't tell us the city. Matter of fact, tell us a state that borders the state Uh, where you are. It is, uh, it's it's not a state. Nice. There's a clue. Oh, uh, you know, nice. If you know your civics, okay. um, there's a place in this country that unfortunately is not a state. Yeah, be. I mean, you could also be in Puerto Rico or Guam. True. Okay? True. Yeah, so there, you're op- there are some options. Okay. There are some options. So, Rita. So there's some places. Yes, yeah, several places should be a state and are not. Rita, most people end up somewhere with a deep fryer or a call center or a yard. We've had a, a, a bevy of first jobs on this show. How do you end up butt naked in a room full of strangers? <laughs> well, I was in college and uh, like Jacqueline, a lot why of are you nodding do... your head? I'm sorry, Rita. I got to straighten Jacqueline for a second. Why straighten... are you? <laughs> this is why... art, Roy. Art. Read it, read it. But, you know, art is in the eye of the beholder. Mm. So He knows know, this is art. Extra... He had to take those art tests. <laughs> I didn't say she was busting it wide open, but, right. no, but seriously, where do you find out about this job? Was it a flyer? Was it an ad on Craig's? Was like, how do you it, how do you end up in the place where they pay you to get naked, Rita? This is not a normal <laughs> job listing. It's not in the paper. Oh, These are all I, fair I knew points. I had a friend who did it, and she couldn't make it, so I said, I, I'll do it. And oh. you know, one naked girl is the same as the that's, next naked that's girl. That's exactly what like stripping. So, that's how everybody no, gets into stripping. Not. Yep. I like the fact, personally, Rita, that you had the gumption to take on the metaphorical pole for your homegirl. You know what I'm saying? Personally, I'm all for that. I, I like it. Art. So, Rita, no, you were I'm, in amazing I'm being shape. Silly. Uh, so, uh, but uh, stripping Thank is you. art. I see. We're still talking about yeah. art. We're still talking about art. That's the point. Let me be clear. I'm not saying any of this to demean what you did. I am being mm-hmm. silly, but I am very curious because <laughs> this is a very atypical first. We're talking about a first job here. And that is very atypical yeah, to well, even... Yeah, one of the first. I think I was making bagels when I was 15. Okay, but... yeah, that's, that's <laughs> funny. This is among the this first. This is not a typical you know. college student job, <laughs> I guess is what I'm trying to say. And so let's go through the actual job itself. What is the pay oh, yes. to be... What is it called, even? Is it just called modeling? Is it called... Yeah, you're called like a figure drawing model. Okay. And I think I made about 20 bucks an hour then. And now I've heard you can get 40 or 50 an hour. Hmm. So for like a gig job, you know, it's definitely better can, than Uber. Hey, um, <laughs> do, they, do they need any dudes? 
Absolutely. Yeah. There's always been way too many women doing it. So they're always Rhonda, looking for Rhonda, men. Rhonda, find a link for me. Just so <laughs> Rhonda, don't look that up. Money. No. Look that up for I'm about Rhonda to say, if they, if, they, if they are looking to draw dad by an individual, I can volunteer. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, they were all shapes, sizes, colors. You know, artists need to see everything so they can draw everything. Some some um, professors would let you, you know, pick the music. Really? And, you know, and then a lot, of, a lot of them like to play music to, you know, for the artists, but it was more of yeah. a jazz. Okay, That's so then let's yeah. get to the other side of this job. As a women's, mm-hmm. did you feel safe doing it? Like mm-hmm. the type of people that pay money, because these are students or you're in some art, wine and sip situation where people are paying money to draw mm-hmm. naked women did these people were they creeps? How creepy mm. were they? Were they like trying mm. to hang around after the drawing session? To, hey, I just wanted to tell you the way you were sitting, sure, well, you good sitter. My name's Dale. Would you mind if you want to go to IHOP? Like, did, I was never. It never did it ever feel out, gross? So, like in terms of the uh, transaction, like just the men staring at you and shit like that. No, very rarely, very rarely. There was one t- one incident I remember was a little odd. Um, I had fallen and I had a huge uh-huh. bruise like up and down my thigh. It was like a foot long bruise. And uh, one guy drew that. He spent two hours huh. drawing the bruise. <laughs> okay. So I, I wow. thought that was odd, but uh, you know, art yeah. it can be whatever, whatever you feel like. Did he give you the drawing? No. Okay. No, usually you don't get to keep the pieces the artists do. I, I did bring a vi- visual aid if if you want to see it. Um, I do. I do. I ain't even gonna front. I'm down. Respectfully. Check it out. Respectfully. Yeah, I would totally love to see this artistic go. creation oh, thingamajiggy. Oh, that's fire. Oh, that's okay. Beautiful. Oh, that's nice. This is one of the. This is one of the teachers. So I'd worked with him for a while, and so this was kind of like a, a favorite. Was I was moving? Okay, was they got you on the cloud and all that. Well, yeah, that's all right though. That's, that's kind of looking like a, what's that? that? It's the Venus de Milo, isn't that what it's called? When it looks like that? Um, that that pose. There's like a well, this pose you see it everywhere. I think I think you see this in art all the time because it's just the most comfortable way to pose. Mm. So you know, if you wonder why there's so many naked women laying around in art, I think because we don't want to stand or twist or do anything uncomfortable for two hours. I like the way he shadowed the details, you know what I'm saying? Like that, he, he took the time to put shadows in, in places and stuff like that. that. That's pretty cool. It's really empowering because um, once you do it, you kind of get over mm. yourself and your insecurities mm. about your body because nice. the artists tend to make you look nice. They want their art to look nice. So uh, it was very rare that I'd see something that would make me feel bad about myself. Most of the time I'd see the art that they did and I feel pretty good. Well, beautiful. So. Rita, thank you so much for thank coming you. on the job fair. We appreciate you, mm-hmm. and thank you for sharing a little bit. And a happy Women's Month to you. Yes. Thank you so much. Same oh, to you, Jacqueline. You. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye After the break, we are going to holler at the homie Rob for short. Apparently, a teacher got knocked the fuck out down in Florida. Speaking of teachers. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Give us the details on that. If you're a teacher, you get knocked out. You just got to retire from teaching. And we're going to hear about <laughs> scams in digital marketing. Hey, um, don't ask me about it, JG. Rod, Rod will explain. I don't know none of the details and the circumstances. All I know is that if you get knocked out, that should be your last. Unless it's like a high school student. That's a fair fight. You should be able to. Uh, job fair. <laughs> 
Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Job fair. Women's Week treasures on W-I-N-M-M-E-N. We turn our attentions now to the part of the show where all of the goodwill and upliftment and reassurances that your life is going to be all right. We take all of that and we drive it right off a cliff. Bring this gentleman on the program every week to put a pothole in the middle of the road of decency that we lay out every week for you on Wednesdays. Um, He likes a little bit of peanut butter whiskey. Um, He is the author of the New York Times best-selling book, how to sneak and have sex with that woman in her minivan while her kids are at Little League practice. No. Nice. Yes. His <laughs> mama named him Norado. Jacqueline's cousins call him Rod for short. Rod. <laughs> so low. What's up? So low. What's up? Well, we bring Rod on this program to... Help you break the ice with co-workers of the opposite race. You know, there's always somebody you stick working next to and they ain't talking about shit. You done ran out of shit to talk about and you're tired of asking them questions about their goofy-ass kids and looking at terrible fucking pictures of their child. Babies, babies aren't even cute till like three. Nobody wants to see this fucking newborn. Rod, I'll let you kick it off this week. What you got for us? Oh, man. What I got for you today... Is a story that touches black people and white people of all races. Pembroke Pines, Florida. An elementary school teacher has been hospitalized after getting her monkey ass whooped by a five year old. (laughs) How, like, how, Rod? Did the teacher swing first? Was this a. Was it a a fair. Was it a. Was it a fair fight? You can't pick five-year-old JG. Um, I, I think what happened is, uh, you know, this this woman she says she has 13 years of experience, and uh, she was trying to be extra nice. Uh, apparently, this she's a special needs teacher, and this was a special needs child. But uh, yeah, they said the kid and another four-year-old were. Uh, throwing things around in the classroom, getting a lot of hands, so they sent the five-year-old to the cool-down room. Mm-hmm. And uh, my man went in there and absolutely did not cool the fuck down. In fact, he turned the heat all the way up. 
said, beat this woman semi-unconscious. You're kidding. Please tell me you're kidding. <laughs> they took her out on the stretcher. Now, my question is... Okay. Do you think when she was going out on the stretcher, did she give the good kids the I'm okay thumbs up? <laughs> like, like the, the football, football players. players. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, before I laugh, because I'm still I'm still on the Jacqueline side of this right now. Thank you. How did he assault this woman? Because I'm I'm looking at the height matchup. I'm looking at the tail of the tape. She's got him in reach. She's got him in weight. She's got him in height. Mm-hmm. She's got him in experience. Mm-hmm. Did he sneak her from behind? Was there a weapon? Was it a single blow? No, this was a prolonged ass whooping and zero weapons were involved. As of right now, this was simply a hands and feet ass whooping. Okay, I'm going to say this, but we have all missed a very key and crucial detail. She said it was a special needs kid. Roy, you know they fucking strong. They strong as shit. And they strong as shit early. They ain't got a normal strip that everybody else not, got. This, <laughs> I'm just saying. So it's highly this, possible that this, this is a very, very strong Ralph, year old, five year old child. Ralph, That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Before I laugh, Ralph, <laughs> that unverified scientific assumption still does not change the truth. <laughs> Even if we were to go with your hood theory, and that oh is a common hood theory that people That's not a theory. That's not a theory. You know they strong as hell. Ralph, Sorry. until we have a competition between two different children to see who can curl more, bench more, what? then we cannot unequivocally say that a special needs child is stronger than a non-special needs <laughs> child. My mama taught special needs for 25 years. I think I can say that they, I got cut all this shit. I'm sorry. I can't even say it straight. No, no, this is fine. Leave it in. Look, people think this and talk about this all the time, Rob. This is, we're an edgy podcast. This is why I don't want children on this podcast. That's why I ain't want that 16-year-old on here later this episode. So even still, even if this is a child with superhuman strength, how was the teacher fate knocked out on a stretcher, you say, right, Rod? Took her out on a fucking stretcher, oh, bro. No. <laughs> so they found her, they say he found her slumped up against the wall. She was conscious, uh-huh. but she couldn't stand up and she couldn't she couldn't really verbally communicate too well. She had Ralph got attacked. Over there. I mean that kid had went full Tasmanian devil on that lady, man. That's how Georgia girl, they dug it up. Quote, the way he pounced on her and the way she fell backwards, she smacked her head. It was a severe concussion. She's got other bodily injuries from him, jumping on her, oh. attacking her, kicking, punching, biting, that oh. will all lead to surgery. So he jumped on her at a bad angle, and she went back, clunked her head, and then he just beat the shit out of her while she yeah. was laying there and couldn't move. Fuck this That is kid. not their first time getting into it. She should have took Wait. It's also okay. not their second time. Okay. Oh, then that's on the teacher. You turned your back. Correct. You turned your back on a killer. I heard this dude going at it like a fucking Alvarez and GGG. <laughs> Tom and Jerry ass relationship do they have? I smell a scam. She's trying to get that pension early. Go ahead. Pension early. A five year old has beaten her ass twice. Three times. Scratchy around this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. 
right. You got to get him okay, a ball. Two questions. <laughs> two questions. Let's unpack. Let's unpack. Because this is this is a good one. This is a good one for the job, Rod. Hell, this is the only one we need to talk about this one. <laughs> First question is to Jacqueline. Jacqueline, you are the education arm of this show. You have taught education at multiple levels, from higher ed all the way down to elementary. Jacqueline, do you charge the five-year-old with assault? No. This is this is third offense, JG. I We're not talking about just a little tip attention. Do you charge him with assault? No. Special needs means special needs she is we not didn't established we didn't establish that this child was special needs this is that was ralph's hypothesis that's what's in the article this was a special needs child she's a special needs teacher okay but, but then you can't charge a special needs child no you, i don't know if you could charge a regular child but she doesn't need to be in that child. classroom she doesn't know how to be a special needs teacher she should have never turned her back on this True. child Agreed. after the first offense that, that child should have been barred from attending i'm about to say Agreed. after the kid School. got out of the first time why was he back in the classroom like, with her i mean look at a it's certain time point. to go ahead and chain my man up in another room no like I said, he is a pothole in the road of decency. My second question, my second question is to Rod. If you have been faded by this student, in the second in the second incident, according to Down South Georgia girl, he pinned her under a bookcase and she lost consciousness. What? If you are 0-3 against your student, can you still teach at that school? Nah, you can't teach at that school. You can't teach anywhere. You can't leave the house no, no more. They need to put that lady on disability, <laughs> a welfare, a pension, something. She don't need to leave the house no more. She can't handle the five-year-old. Because to what Ralph was saying, okay, he got special needs. He's twice as strong as he should be. That still makes him 10. If you're an adult and you can't handle the strength of a 10-year-old, you don't need to be outside in public. You are maybe she needs to be a virtual teacher, bro. Like maybe she's one of them people that does virtual. <laughs> she teaching the metaverse. In home learning, <laughs> right? Like teaching VR. No, <laughs> it should never that... get physical. But it did. I mean, okay, hold up. It should never get physical, and I and I agree with that theory. But I also come from an age. I am old enough. I was born before 1980. That means that I attended school while corporal punishment was legal. Now, I'm not saying it was better, but I am saying we didn't frisk elementary school kids for guns and knives when you knew somebody at school could whip your ass. Now, I'm not saying we got to go back, but I am saying that there's a difference. And like now, you know, the kids, um, I find they don't know when to stop, you know, and they could be really young and they just don't know when to stop. Like, I think you would stop when the teacher names a yardstick after you, even though I do what? understand that that's technically wrong. <laughs> Yeah, that, that lady can't teach anywhere. And nobody's Never. gonna respect her students or administrators. That was my question. And Jacqueline, after a level of disrespect like this, how does a teacher regain control of their classroom? Ooh, that's a good one because she's already done this three times with him. That first time, she has to nip that in the bud. I think I have to agree with Rod. There's no coming back from this after three times. Mm-hmm. You she gotta left clean the that up an the ambulance. first time. <laughs> a five-year-old got mad at her, and she's the one that left it in an ambulance. That lady done That's out here crazy. in the streets. 
face, man. Look, the first time it's a mistake. All right, I'll say he had a bad day. Maybe I gave him the dosage wrong. No. That's fine. The second time, we got to talk to your mama or something. The third time, you get smacked up like a grown-ass man. Like, you don't come at me and choke me out under a book. You, you, once you got me down with a bookshelf, I'm jumpy around you. Like, That's I don't even understand problem. how they could go back. You That's know what the problem. Why would she, she ever go back into time. that room? No. <laughs> You can't let Why it be a second time. she go back after time. the first two? Thank you. She went back because she's a Mm-mm. teacher and she loves the kids and she's trying to get through yeah. to them. And not if they're trying to kill you. Her, she believes her own bullshit is her problem. <laughs> she watched Michelle Pfeiffer and got inspired. That's what happened. She was like, yeah. I can do that. You can't go in there with that attitude. Especially if it's any time you need to have your guard up is that if you're a teacher in a public school and double guard up if you're a teacher teaching special needs students because you never know what can happen in there that's fair all right rod the podcast is uncle rod story corner as always we thank you good sir we'll leave you to your liquor what are you what are you sipping on tonight over there so you got something in a taco bell cup oh i got a little vodka and some cotton candy grapes juice y'all ever had cotton y'all ever had cotton candy grapes they're delicious probably poisonous oh but what? So oh, like those are like genetically modified or something? Like yeah, that. they're grapes. They've been genetically modified to taste like cotton candy. They're so fine. Cotton candy. <laughs> what? It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What a so shout good. out. No. <laughs> no. Hell no yeah. I'll pass. And I That's got some juice. juice. Trust me. Mm-hmm. You want these in your life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to say, save a bushel for me, Rod. That's all I know. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bye. All right, Rod. Thank you. Scam of the week time. Now, will we talk about women's week, Jacqueline? Uh-huh. And we talk about being a women's. <laughs> One of the biggest hurdles of being a women's is getting passed over by them promotions because you ain't got, and to quote the great Paul Mooney, the complexion for the protection. Uh-huh. How involved is that in the workplace? How do you overcome the scam of discriminate mm. not just discrimination, but we talking we talking gender discrimination, mm. race discrimination. Yeah. Mm. Is you a lesbian women's? Oh, that's a triple discrimination. Mm-hmm. All the discriminations, bro. All Would the you an immigrant yeah. too? Oh my goodness. You a lesbian, immigrant, <laughs> Muslim, black woman. You ain't never getting promoted. Well, wait a we have someone on the line who could speak to that who I would assume has dealt with this firsthand uh jg who do we have joining us for the scam we have whitney and she has worked in digital marketing and advertising for the past five years she's from the bronx born and raised and whitney currently works as an account manager for a major television publisher oh oh super secret can't even tell us no. whitney welcome welcome yeah. aboard the job fair. that's when you know somebody got a good job there that's six figures bro six figures and you can't hi say everybody that. peace how you so, doing queen peace whitney break it down for us as best you can this this concept of people that are less qualified who don't mm. look the same as you mm-hmm. leapfrogging people within their respective industries as a women's hmm. <laughs> I know, Whitney. I know. I mean, especially as a black woman, black I know. Women. Like, this, but women's. but but remember, but remember, Ralph, down south Georgia girl hit us with that stat a week or two ago that a lot of the 
diversity and inclusion. How, how, how do I say it, JG? The DEI initiatives that are set up to benefit black women, more often than not, white women mm. are kind of able to slide in on some of that DEI stuff. So, mm. you know, as best you can, Whitney, kind of just walk us through what it is you've experienced in your time working at these various, you know, Fortune 500 companies. Yes. So I worked for a publisher previously. Um, and they hired a guy to be the VP of my department. Prior to that, we had a, we have a director. She was there for quite some time. So everyone was kind of concerned as to why, you know, do we need to hire a VP since we have a director? So I believe this guy came in and he was, he was a reference from someone else that the president of the department knew. So of course, you know, he was already trusted and trustworthy that he would, you know, do a good job. So he came in, um, and just to, to describe him, just imagine like Homer Simpson with a plaid shirt, mom jeans, and dress shoes, and a windbreaker, like the one that makes noise when you, you know, walk past somebody. Like, like, it makes noise. like that's what he looked like. Yeah. So, mom jeans um, you know, and he was very weird. <laughs> and dress shoes. Yes. Every day. That was his uniform. What color was his eyes? I have a reason for asking this. Blue eyes, brown eyes. No, I didn't even know. He wore glasses also. All right, because sometimes, sometimes when they sound Homer Simpson like that, they normally got them weird blue eyes and stuff. So, like, they'd be sitting at their office and they just be staring at shit and you'd be like, okay, something's wrong with them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, that's that's the way. I, that's been my experience. But go ahead on with it. I'm with right. you. I'm with you. Yeah. He was, he was, he, that, that's exactly what he looked like. Creepy. Um, and, you know, I feel like he had it out for these two girls that was that were my coworkers, and they were kind of work besties. And you know, one you see one, you see another one. That that's how close they were. And I feel like he had it out for them for the longest. And the reason why because I think he felt like they didn't, you know, they didn't care for the job. Like he wanted everybody to feel like this was a career and not a job. And they were very like, no, I come in nine to five, I leave. Like this is a job for me. I'm not staying. I'm not getting paid overtime. I'm not doing extra work. Like I'm leaving. And I don't think he really liked that or respected it. So um, fast forward, there was another coworker that I had and, you know, she had just came back from maternity leave. So she was very sensitive to, you know, girls, the girls talking to her, not talking to her, the two girls that are super close. So uh, she blocked everyone on Instagram, the coworkers. So the two girls that were close texted me and was like, oh, you know, did she block you on Instagram? And I was like, yeah, like, how dare she block me on Instagram? I'm the only one that's talking to her. Like, how, you know, why would you block me, right? I respect it, Whitney. I respect somebody block your ass and still look you dead in the face for eight hours a day. Like, (laughs) and what? Right. Sit in between you just to be looking. Yes. She sat on the other side of me and had no problems. So the other two girls kind of shrugged it off. And I was like, okay, whatever. I don't really care. We're not friends like that. No big deal. So she started to have the conversation with this VP. She started going into his office frequently, door closed. And mind you, the glass, the, the offices are just glass. So you can see like who's in there, how long they've been in there for. So one um, late afternoon, she was in there and she came out and she, her face was just like super red. And I can hear like her sniffing and she goes to the other side of her desk. So I stand up and I'm like, hey, are you okay? And she was just like, no. So I said, well, do you want to talk about it? And she was like, yeah, 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 you know, whispering, come here, come here. So we went to a side room, again, which is all glass. We went to the side room, and she tried, She tells me that she had a conversation with him before with her manager also in the room, and she told him 
that, you know, this was just in conversation, like, oh, I feel like the girls are not, are like kind of being mean to me. They don't talk to me anymore. You know, I just got back. We were super cool. I don't know what happened. So he says, well, are they bullying you? Uh-uh. And she kind of was like, I mean, no, but, you know, it's just not the same since I got back. Come to find out, he told the president that those two girls were bullying that girl. Oh, no. And the president was like, that's something we don't stand for. I don't tolerate mm. the, I don't tolerate bullies. Mm. So the plan was those two girls were going to get fired the next day. Oh. So that girl told me that. And I was just like, wait, you can't let that happen. Like, cause she was like, it's not just, you know, she's crying. She was like, it's not true. It's not true. Like, I've never told him that they were bullying me. Like, he, he made up that word and just ran with it. And, oh, like, my manager was in the room, so she mm-hmm. was, like, a witness to it. They just needed a reason to get rid of him. That's yeah. it. Right. That's all. Them poor <laughs> right. girls, they, they ain't never have a chance, Roy. You heard? They ain't never have a chance. Mm. <laughs> so then um, I said, no, you can't let this happen. You have to go to HR. You have to tell somebody. So she was like, well, HR, you know, the, our main HR contact, he's out of office tomorrow. I was like, well, at least send him an email. Like, yeah, these girls yeah, can't get fine. fired because of this. Yeah. So she was just super frazzled, nervous and everything like that. And she was like, I'm just going to go to the desk and get my stuff and leave. And, you know, just, you know, kind of thing. So I said, okay. So she leaves and I call my friend. Um, I call my friend and I'm like, oh, my God, you won't believe what happened. Like, these two girls are going to get fired tomorrow because they're going to, you know, they're being blamed for bullying, you know, our other coworker. So she's like, what do you mean? Like, where is this coming from? That's crazy. She was, so we were very cool with our HR partner. So we had like his number and stuff like that. So she was like, I'm going to call him and tell him. Um, so she calls and tells him and he's kind of like blown away. Like, what do you mean? I'm supposed to fire these girls tomorrow. What are you talking about? Like they're being, you know, <laughs> he's being bullied. <laughs> So the next day comes, and then the two girls are called into his office separately, and they are like, what are you talking about? Like, bully? Like, no, nobody, like, we don't even talk to her. Like, what do you mean, bully? And so the story comes out that this man was lying. Um, He had to have conversations with HR and the president of our department, and you would see them, like, in the rooms together talking. There was always this back and forth. And um, the next thing I know, it may have been a week or so later, the next thing I know, I used to sit in front of his office. So he comes out. Remember, I told you he wears like that windbreaker jacket. So I didn't know, but all I heard was like this swift like move of like a windbreaker. Exactly. That this windbreaker jacket behind me. He just walked by so fast. And then I stood up and I kind of looked at everybody that was in my area. And everybody was like, oh, what is going on? Like, did he get fired? So come to find out he did get fired. Um, the president of my department brought us like all together and apologized and kind of was like, I don't know how I didn't see this. Like, I'm sorry. Um, you know, we'll have, you know, he just kind of apologized. It was like, I'm embarrassed and, and whatnot. And then after that meeting, I had went to his office because I was pretty like close with him. And I kind of just like looked at him and he kind of was like, Whitney, how did you not get involved in all of this? And I was just like, because I mind my business. Like, he didn't know it was me who did it. But I was just like, black people mind their business. Right. That's why. I was like, I was minding my business. And I don't get caught up in, like, work drama of cool girls and not so cool girls and who likes who and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, he got fired. And the crazy part is he didn't, wasn't even there long enough to even do anything. Like, that was his claim to fame was the drama. Like, mm. he didn't implement any new process. He didn't change the team. He didn't, 
like do anything for the company. Like the whole time he was there was based on no one liked him, how he looked, and that he didn't do anything. Um, and then he couldn't even find a job after after this oh, situation. I love a happy like ending. he recently, <laughs> yeah. Now, before we get you out of here, Whitney, let me ask you a single question for our for our yeah. listeners. How? What is the secret to maintaining the line of being social? But also remain in Bennett, and you ain't in it. Uh, well, I'm a social person, so I like to be in like nosy sometimes too. But <laughs> I still mind my business just enough not to get into all the drama. Um, but my thing would just be, um, you know, be friendly, be cordial to people, and if you do see something wrong, then say something, even if it has to, even if you are the person that calls it out. At least you know that you did the right thing. Um, you know, there's no, this is not high school. So there's no such thing as the cool crowd and the in crowd. It's we're all individuals. We all, you know, ended up at the same place. Like we're all on the same level playing field sometimes. Um, but you know, don't, don't treat it like it's high school. Like we're, we're human beings. We're adults. Just be friendly, be cordial. You see something wrong, say it. And if not, just mind your business and do your job and keep it moving. Whitney, thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate you. Thank you for everything that you do as a women's. Saving And we appreciate you. I appreciate you guys too. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks for holding it down. You too. Bye-bye. After the break, we're going to explore the... You didn't talk about her hair. What me and and Ralph going to say about her hair? Not a thing. Ridiculous. (laughs) After the break, exploring the world of employment, we're going to bring home women's week number three. It's a job fair. We'll be right back. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Job fair. Bringing it home this Women's Week. In the deuce deuce. JG. Yes. It's all about how you leave a company. And um, Hmm. there was an article I saw before we get to our guest here. Fast Company had an article about how to quit your job with integrity. Now, you know, this is the portion of the show where we try to talk about employment and things you can do to be a better employee, Mm -hmm. employer, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about the art of the resignation. You know, we've dabbled in it before, but this, this fast company article, it's just a couple of things in here. I want to touch on before we get to the guests, you know, for starters, when you're leaving your job, you should uh-huh. provide the required amount of notice and you should also third one agree with this. You should also want to perform brilliantly 
as you prepare to exit, because that could also be part of your reputation. You should also demonstrate excellence by being appreciative of everything that you've learned and also use this time to ask for recommendations from people within your company with whom you've had positive relationships. Two of those three I agree with. Which two? I don't agree with working hard. Nope. Okay. If I had put in my notice, it was for a reason. Y'all should y'all mm-hmm. had this time up until now to get the good shit out of me. Also, I put in my notice. Y'all need to send me home. Yeah. <laughs> That's because you got slapped the shit out of everybody vibes. They have to send you home. You're six foot four. I have no black problem man. with that. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. But the the idea, I, I also understand asking for recommendations. I also kind of understand, you know, trying to exude some type of nicety. But my concern with this Jacqueline is that uh-huh. the employee, the weight is always put on the employee to be well-behaved and to be kind and to, oh, sir, thank you for teaching me stuff, sir. Hey, sir, <laughs> these last two weeks, I just want to reflect on everything I've done, sir. When these companies don't give a fuck about you and they'll monkey okay. stomp on your goddamn soul, never forget I got mm. fired on Twitter <laughs> in 2012. Mm. You can Google that shit. <laughs> Google Roy Wood Jr. show canceled and enjoy that nice little WBRC oh. Fox 6 article. I'm not heard about it. My thing is, Jacqueline, <laughs> and we got to guess who, who's got monkey stomped on. That's why I'm excited to oh, get no. to it. it. Like, Jacqueline, as the HR arm of the show, please explain to me why we have to be gracious to companies. Why is the, why is the onus on the employee to be a decent person for a company that more often than not is not decent to us. I'm shaking my head no, because these people who put in two week notices and actually stay around are doing this wrong. You put in the two week notice and align it with a two week vacation. I'm not coming back. That's the way you do that. You don't have to walk around on eggshells for anyone. That makes absolutely no sense. So Jacqueline, take, no. Jacqueline put in her her two weeks, and then take PTO. Yeah, absolutely. That's, for that's two hard. Weeks. I respect the fact that it's telling you to try and go out on a nice note. When personally, I think that's the hardest thing to do with most of these jobs. That's hard. I get it. I get it. It's all about building the reputation. But JG, who do we have on the line that? Had their soul caved in by one of these atrocious. Oh, oh my gosh. It's Pam. And she's an executive coach and co-founder of Agency DEI. That's a public standardized database tracking diversity within advertising and marketing agencies Ooh. to hold companies accountable Ooh. to DEI processes. But wait, it gets better. Roll it, Jay. Today, Roll it. Today, she's going to be sharing a story about the time her boss sent her a text message that he planned to fire her. Pam. Welcome to the job fair. Thank you for coming aboard. Mm, thank you for having me, Roy and Jacqueline and Ralph. So nice to meet you all. Now, nice before we get into this story about being fired over text message, talk to us just, just out of curiosity, what you do now, you're able to use data and statistics to measure diversity and inclusion and equity and put some metrics to whether or not companies are moving in the right direction. Correct. One thing I clarify is we're taking what they've shared. And we're tracking their progress because nobody's tracking progress mm. here over here. 
So now that more companies are publishing their information, we're just actually tracking it. So you can actually compare companies to companies. Um, but the companies that we're working with are the ones that we think are actually engaged in the work because companies don't have to share this data, right? There's no requirement that this is public. So they only have to share it with the government, but they don't have to share it with the public. And so the ones that aren't, aren't. I mean, there's, there's hundreds and thousands of companies that don't. So we're just trying to identify mm -hmm. the select few that are engaged, that are trying to be transparent and trying to do better. Because at this point, that's kind of all you can do because there's nothing requiring them to do otherwise. So those companies that are engaged and that are sharing their data, are they mostly publicly traded companies or what are you seeing as skewing as it relates to those that are sharing? Mm -hmm. So within, because we're tracking advertising agencies to begin with or marketing agencies, a lot of them that actually are working with us are independent because the ones that are in the publicly traded ones and the holding companies, they're more hamstrung because a lot of these companies aren't ah. letting them share. So within these holding companies, oh. there could be like hundreds of companies and the holding companies are saying you can't share. So we know CEOs that want to share and aren't able to. Um, so ma the majority are independent companies that just want to do this work. There are a few that are in the holding companies and that's only because their holding company said it's up to you what you want to do. But for the most part, I think a lot Ooh. of companies are trying to keep this stuff under wraps because the numbers look like shit. I mean, they're terrible. I was about to right? say, yeah, how many companies <laughs> is hiding this shit? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, that's a hell of a point that you just made. Like, this is the best time to share because everybody's numbers are going to be shit, right? So we might as well all <laughs> kind of lay it on the table and then build from there. I think the companies that are scared are worried about whether it would open them up to lawsuits from either past employees, mm. current employees. I mean, Jacqueline, it sounds mm. like you, you can probably speak to this better than I from the HR angle, but there's a lot of concerns about how it could impact um, stock prices if you're public, investor mm -hmm. relations, Ooh. if you have to deal with that. So there's, a, so there's a ton of other business concerns, but given 2020, I think the wave was for the people that did, for the companies that did, even the publicly traded ones, they were like, this is our responsibility to share. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but more and more is happening at the regulatory level. The SEC is looking into requiring this. So I think it's moving in that direction. Mm -hmm. So like I said, this is the best time to do it. <laughs> <laughs> to get out there. Mm -hmm. Pam, the listeners can't see you, but how did you get into this line of work? Because just looking at you, your heritage, does it play a role in this at all? Oh, 100%. So I'm first generation um, Chinese, um, born and raised in New York. And I think this, this probably will lead into some of these stories that we're going to cover. But you, I think we've all been the others and the onlys right in these rooms mm -hmm. and we've dealt yes. with yes. looking around and being like, am I the only one that thought that was racist or am I the only one that thought that was, you know, like bias or discriminatory. And oftentimes you are the only one that thinks that because everybody else is white mm -hmm. around you. And so I think from personal experience, having been the other and the only, um, it's been kind of mm -hmm. throughout our lives. Right. And mm -hmm. so I think in 2020, a lot of us felt helpless and we're just like, what else can we do besides donate and protest and march and write our, you know, write our governments. And so I think with this, it was like, okay, here's one thing I can do, which is I'm seeing all yes. these companies sharing, but this is going to get lost in the internet, right? Because things move way too quickly. So me and mm. my two partners, who they're really the data queens, um, Amanda, Amanda Wu and Joe Hayes, they're the ones that kind of built this whole thing. Um, we were mm. like, let's put it all in one place 
So you can actually really easily look up these companies and then let's standardize it. So you can actually compare apples to apples and then over time, and this is a long-term commitment, but year over year, we can actually track. Here's what they said in 2020. Here's what they did in 2021. Here's what happened mm. in 2022. <laughs> so we can actually do that over time and then see how much has changed or what? if nothing's changed at all. So then to that point of firing, Pam, let's get to it. You wake up one day and you're, you're playing Wordle or Candy Crush or whatever the fuck you play on your phone. And you get a little text notification. You fired Chinese lady. Get the fuck out of my phone. You know, I almost wish that was in the text because I could have like sued them for that. Mm. How will you, Pam, we could be friends. So walk us through it. Because clearly this text was meant for somebody and not for you. Dang. But how are we firing people over text? How did this go down? Walk That's us through. the life. Mm. I'm six months in at this place. I've been working 12 to 15 hour days, like busting my uh -uh. ass. This is the week of the Atlanta shootings last year. So this is almost exactly a year ago. We're talking the massage shootings. parlor shootings. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Atlanta yes. spa okay. shootings. And um, just for, and for context to our listeners, this is a white shooter going around and it was all Asian victims, if I'm not mistaken, for sure, predominantly Asian victims, yeah. correct? Six okay. out of eight. All right. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. I was supposed to be on vacation for two weeks and those two weeks leading up to this text message on a Friday, um, I basically canceled my like days off and just took like a day here, a day here, just because there was too much to do. So I was already like sacrificing a ton of time, sacrificing yes. my K-10 off. And on that Friday, I finally was like, I'm taking this day. I'm actually going to have this day. But there was an early call that I was going to sign in for. And it was 8 a.m. on the East Coast. But I was on my quote, quote, vacation in, in, the, in Colorado. Um, and uh -huh. I, so I woke up at 6 a.m. for this call, got on it, went through it. It was like 10 people on a screen, right? Immediately after the call, I got this text. That was like, <gasps> yeah. So as soon as the call was over, I got this text um, and I, they deleted it. So I couldn't, I didn't, I should have screenshotted, but I didn't, I don't have the exact copy, but essentially it said, um, going to let Pam go, has no leadership skills and performs so poorly on that call. Oh, oh. damn. Yep. Ooh. And before I should have let him because the bubble was going and the three dots on the iPhone was going and I was like okay I should let him go but I had a moment where I'm like I should save him this embarrassment and let him know he's no. texted the wrong person I know retrospect I wish I just let him go no. um but I let I wrote him back and I was like this was I think you got the wrong person you should probably send yeah. this to the right person no apology no acknowledgement that this is the wrong thing to say or the wrong person to send this to. It was just, I'm really disappointed with your performance on that call. I think you were rolling your eyes at me. Like I said, it was what? 10 people on a call, on a zoom call, right? You don't know where people are in each box and where, <laughs> what people right. are looking at and people are looking off screen all the time and then backtracked and was like, I think you have so much potential, but you know, I'm really, I'm really concerned about where we're going. And I was like, it's been six months and you've told me nothing but positive things. You've been telling me how uh -huh. good of a job I'm doing. You've been telling me how much you appreciate my contributions. You're telling me all of these positive things. I haven't heard shit about anything negative yeah. that I'm doing. And I was asking, I was like, what can I improve? So on and so forth. And then it became, I'm hearing from other people that oh, you haven't classic. been living up to your expect or living up to expectations and so forth. 
And I'm like, no. I was like, well, this is not how we communicate, right? This is not like, this is not like kind of the game of telephone we should be playing. And I was like, either way, I'm like, I'm happy to talk about this, you know, happy to discuss like what needs to happen here. But I'm very surprised. Jacqueline, I was thinking about HR language. I was trying to be very like steady. I was trying not to like be emotional, right? You got to like watch your words. And so, why? <laughs> but... Um, I'm very surprised, right? To acknowledge that I've never gotten this feedback. I got it in writing that I said, I've never gotten this feedback before. This is the first time I'm hearing things. Um, and I'm really disappointed at this delivery, um, of how you're telling me, Mm -hmm. but I'm open to a conversation, right? Let's have a conversation about this and discuss like how we move forward and what the best next steps are. Mm. Meanwhile, I'm, I mean, my brain is, I mean, I'm, I just want to like, right, right. So he put time on my calendar for the Monday. And so I was like, okay, we'll see how Monday goes. But as I, the more I thought about it over the weekend, I'm just like, I don't think this is a reparable situation, right? Like, I don't know how we come back from this. And why would I want to keep giving you 12 to 15 hour days to build something as what I thought was a partnership? Ain't no coming back. Exactly. Because I'm like, the minute the trust is gone, not just between mm-hmm. me and, you know, like my boss, but me and my whole team, because he brought up the whole other people have been telling me blank, blank, blank. On Sunday, he moved our meeting to Thursday. And I was like, fuck it. I was like, I, I am not nah. waiting to have this conversation. You have not called me. You have not acknowledged what happened. You have not apologized. You have not just been the human, right? Like treat each other with some basic human dignity. And so Monday I went to HR and I was like, here's what's happened. Here are mm-hmm. the messages that I've received. Um, I essentially feel like I have been laid off, but I don't have any documentation of this. So I don't think this is for any you know, reason that's outlined in my contract. This is the key. Negotiate your severance before you sign any contract. Push for longer Absolutely. severance. Um, and I went to, Absolutely. Yep. And I went to HR and I was just like, I don't see a way forward. I don't know how we could possibly proceed here. I feel like I've pretty much been fired. So I think we just need to move forward and discuss exit strategy because I was like, I'm not even going to let this drag out in HR. I'm on, I'm not going to let them nice. dictate how we do this. I'm not going to let him mm-hmm. dictate what happened. I'm going to go to nice. HR first. And this is why you're a beast, man. Yeah, because that's why I was like, let me get out and let me control this however I can. And I knew I had what I negotiated. The concern could have been that they're just like, you know, we're not going to fire you. You have to make this work. And they would have forced me to resign. But essentially, mm-hmm. I think we like worked it out so that it was both kind of they fired me, but I still kind of got everything that I would have gotten had I resigned. So included health insurance, mm-hmm. included my severance. Um, but I think in this situation, it was just like, I'm not going to let anybody else control the, the direction of where this could go. That's you fine. control the narrative. And I think that's beautiful. And I agree with Ralph on this. You controlled yourself well. Yeah. I just have one last question. And I hope I'm wrong. Was this a white cis gender male. Of course it was. <laughs> I knew it. I like how you just shook your head. That was, that was it. She didn't I, I, now, with, with all that said, Pam, and thank <gasps> you so much for sharing mm. this. On your way out the door before you went to HR, did you follow the rules of the Fast Company article, Pam? Did you, <laughs> did you demonstrate excellence by being appreciative of all that you learned, Pam? Did you express <laughs> gratitude to your coworkers and focus on what you did? Also, Pam, 
did you ask for recommendations for people you had positive relationships with? I, I almost wish that you could uh, talk to young folks that had just come out of school, mm. especially people coming out of school and college or coming out of uh, like that first master's program. Because when you get a job, no, nobody tells you to negotiate your severance. Mm-hmm. And, and I was lucky that back in the day when I lost mine, somebody helped me out. Mm. There, there needs to be more folks like you talking to people, Pam. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of times when you lose those jobs, you just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You really don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm oh. trying to, the, the college kind of younger person audience is definitely what I'm pushing towards. And I'll kind of wrap on this nice. point, tying it full back to DEI. I think all of us want to enjoy our work, right? And all of us want to demand more of our employers, but I think past generations haven't felt either equipped or in the right place mm-hmm. to do so, or didn't have, feel like they have the power. What I have a lot of hope for is Gen Z and not, I mean, not just by generation, but just younger people who are just like, well, fuck you. I'm going to go. Right. Like, Absolutely. I don't, yeah, I'm not going to tolerate it. They do. Right? And so yeah. I think a lot of the DEI work, especially in corporate America, that's going to be driven by young people putting their foot down. And I think driving and leading and showing older generations that they can put their foot down. COVID showed a lot of people that I think they can put yes. their foot down and choose what works for them. And I think more people mm-hmm. that choose what works for them is going to push these company to actually companies to do more because in the past employees got stepped on left and right. True. You know, so we need all yes. of us to be pushing for what we need and what we want for companies to do better. I still say Roy, and I've been saying this for a while now, a generation of motherfuckers got to die. All right. Like I know it sounds mean, but it's the truth. A generation of motherfuckers got to die. That's not going to be the be all end all for racism. It will help. <laughs> it will help. I'm just saying it will help. It'll speed it along. Pam, like I'm, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Pam, thank you so much for coming thank on the you, show. Thank you, Pam. Thank you for sharing this bit of information and thank you for being a conduit for change. Cause see what you didn't done. See, they could have kept your ass. But what they did, they let you go. And then you went and go, all right, well, I'm going to be a part of a company that's making sure all the companies ain't firing Asians over text message. We're going to burn all of y'all to the ground. Mm-hmm. Nicely mm-hmm. done. God damn it. You are also Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Yes, you are. The Thank you first so much. Yes. Ever, ever wear that crown <laughs> nice thank you so much congratulations yeah. thank you. you we will send you a Sackleson State Community College <laughs> honorary degree when we get them from FedEx office that's the show Roy's job fair is a product of Paramount iHeartRadio Comedy Central and South Park and Princeton Productions uh, JG uh, down South Georgia girl just sent us the link in the chat. Adultmodelsusa.com slash application. If you want to be a butt bookie naked model, um, you have to send in a picture of yourself and then they evaluate your physical appearance. What? <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have to send in a, a front profile nude 
and a rear stand. Basically, your ass to the camera and one with your meat to the camera. Click the link. It's right there in the chat. So meat, um, you got to send them a meat to meat shot, bro? Yeah, you got to send them I a meat shot, and links. then they want to see that mm. ass, though. Episode four. You can I stopped <laughs> clicking links on episode four. Oh, no. <laughs> Women's Week next week. We have a theme next week. We're going to be talking about social justice and change in ways that yes. y'all can make. the, the We're going to celebrate the women's that is out there making the world a better place, but for now, we gotta get back into that Women's Week theme. So I'm telling you, JG, I need to drop a mixtape. This three up. hits in a row. <laughs> three hits, baby. And when I'm back. When they ask you who you are, tell them you are women. <laughs> you are women. We out of here. <laughs> Ask you who you are. Tell them you're Whose voice is that? I need to do a video. He Central Podcast. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.